I know you belong to somebody new, but tonight you belong to me. Although we're apart, you're part of my heart, but tonight you belong to me. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our intro sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. And it is great to be back here in the studio recording with you guys. Yay! It's great to be in, in intergalactic studios. Intergalactic studios. Is yes. that what we're calling intergalactic headquarters? Oh, yeah. This is our intergalactic right headquarters, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right here. It's being wow, to look like with all the computer screens we have and everything, it's being to look that way. Mm-hmm. So. Wow, mine just looks like my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> intergalactic bedroom headquarters. But that, don't, don't say it like that. That, that, that would be <laughs> like that a tone. It's a whole new show. No, just kidding. All right. Um, sci fi diner after dark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, we're oh, going to put what? the rating up in this up, one. I'm just adding fuel to the fire. Uh, hey, guys, what are we going to talk about? Today? Well, what are we going to... Well, you know, way, way in a, in, a, in a con far in a long time ago... I can't even say it right. In a con long, long time ago, M went to oh, New York yeah. Comic Con. So uh, tonight, we're going to actually share some of those... Uh, an experience that she had, M, that you had. I know I'm speaking to yes, you. I'm I speaking did. like she's not here. Miles, that she had, you know, at, I'm right here, right here. I'm right here. Damn it. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, tell us a little bit about this. Um, how did this happen? How did this transpire? What was it like? Well, so as many of these start with when I go to a con by myself or with some of my friends and we see somebody famous, I made a total chucklehead of myself in front of the illustrious Garrett Wong. Um, and (laughs) he was at, he was manning a booth and he was helping, um, he was helping promote, uh, Tim Russ's project and a couple other projects. And he was, we were having a little chat and signing things. And I said, Hey, you know, I co-host this podcast. Would you be willing to sit for a bit? And he went, of course. 
super sweet, super grateful. Um, the caveat being that we would record while he was still chit-chatting with fans, which, of course. So we sat and we went through the questions and we had a nice little chit-chat. Um, he is a very big fan of very well-crafted cosplay that looks almost painted on. Um, <laughs> I see. There was this gorgeous, gorgeous girl who had walked by, and, I mean, she turned my head, and kind of everybody stopped dead in their tracks, and she looked amazing dressed as Poison Ivy. So I kind of lost him for a little bit, and then we, we got it back. <laughs> now, do you have that on the interview? No. No. No, I wanted to be respectful and not share that story, except for now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, when he was talking to fans, I turned it off because I, you know, I felt like I was impeding on their time with him. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, he was being super cool and giving us time. He's at Comic-Con. He wasn't, he's, because there's a lot going on at New York. New York Comic-Con is crazy. Um, so it was just really generous of him to give us that time. So I, I, I turned it off every time somebody came up because I didn't want to it, that's not my time to take. It wasn't our, you know, I didn't, it's their time. So, uh, Miles, we do have people on the show that do not watch Star Trek. And <gasps> so I know the, the blast, that was me for the longest time, Miles, you know that. Uh, how would they know Garrett? Star Trek fans would recognize uh, Garrett Wong playing uh, Harry Kim for seven seasons on Star Trek Voyager. And he was known as the Kenny of Star Trek because Aww. he would get killed many times and brought be brought back. Um, so that, that so that that's how they, they would know uh, Mr. He Wong. also wasn't very lucky, was he? And the one time he was, he got a disease. It's terrible. He got an interstellar uh, STD. Yes. He got he got space herpes. <laughs> it was so sad. Oh. I, I asked him about that, by the way. <laughs> that's funny. Well, well, well how did we, it feel to never hook up? <laughs> we we actually interviewed the uh, woman who gave it to him, uh, Masetta Vander. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> wow. I forgot that we had interviewed her. Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, Just so well. She, so she's the culprit. <laughs> All right. So you interviewed him on the floor as he was talking to guests. So I imagine we're going to hear some con noise in the background. That's typical oh, yeah. for some of our interviews. And yep. Yep, yep, yep. But it was just, it was really just so sweet of him to, to give us that time. So very grateful. And he like listens when he does interviews. Like he just, uh, I fear if you do actually listen, dude, that's awesome. And thank you again so much. It, he was super sweet. Yeah, we really appreciate you giving us the interview. And now we're going to share that interview with you guys. Awesome. You wish to see me, Ensign? I had this midnight inspiration about reconfiguring astrometric projectors. I hope you weren't regenerating. I was not. This is tricky stuff. It could use your touch. Your way of looking at things, a fresh perspective. Your data. Why don't you sit down? I prefer to stand. This could take a while. You'd be more comfortable. Comfort is irrelevant. We're here to work. Okay. Slide is insufficient. But it's relaxing, don't you think? After hours, quiet. Voyager isn't all Jeffrey's tubes and cargo bays, you know? Tell you what, when we're done here, 
I'll take you to the holodeck. We'll run the Katarian moonrise simulation. It's beautiful. Beauty is irrelevant. Unless you wish to change the nature of our affiliation. What do you mean? I may be new to individuality, but I'm not ignorant of human behavior. I've noticed your attempts to engage me in idle conversation. And I see the way your pupils dilate when you look at my body. I don't know what you're talking about. Obviously, you've suggested a visit to the holodeck in the hopes of creating a romantic mood. Are you in love with me, Ensign? Well, no. Then you wish to copulate? No! <laughs> I mean, I, I... I don't know what I mean. All of these elaborate rituals of deception. Didn't realize becoming human again would be such a challenge. Sexuality is particularly complex. As Borg, we had no need for seduction, no time for single-cell fertilization. We saw a species we wanted, and we assimilated it. Nevertheless, I am willing to explore my humanity. Take off your clothes. Seven. Don't be alarmed. I won't hurt you. Look, this is a little sudden. I was just trying to... Part of the team, you know? Maybe we should just quit for now. All right. Let me know when you wish to resume our work. Hi, Sci-Fi Diner fans. I'm sitting here with Garrett Wong, our wonderful Ensign Kim from Star Trek Voyager, and some other amazing sci-fi stuff that we're going to talk about. Um, Garrett, thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes. I know that the floor is really busy, and you've got tons of people coming in. You have almost no pictures left today. This is great. Um, thank you so much for sitting with us. Sure, you're welcome. Um, I wanted to start, let's start from the beginning. How did you get the role of Harry Kim? Uh, just a standard audition. Uh, a talent agent called me up saying, hey, you're going to... We have a role for uh, for you to audition for the role of the new ensign in the new, the new Star Trek series, and I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm down with it." So, were you a Star Trek fan before, or were you a big sci-fi fan? I, I was. I was a big sci-fi fan before. Um, I'd seen all the different science fiction movies and television shows. So my first fandom was Star Wars. So I saw that uh, in the movie theaters, and and then saw everything else that was sci-fi afterwards because I've just always been a huge sci-fi fan. Excellent. The one thing Harry Kim uh, has a distinction is that he was killed and resurrected quite a few times. Are you? Would you call him the Kenny of Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. <laughs> and see, Kim is the Kenny of Star Trek. That's funny. <laughs> I am the first character in Voyager to die and come back to life, so that happened season one. One of the beautiful things about Star Trek is that you, the story, the social commentary that, that it's able to convey and tell. Uh, do you have a favorite episode of Voyager that stands out or that you're proud that addressed a certain social commentary in the... Uh, wow. Because it's a very Roddenberry thing to deliver that, to look at the broader spectrum. Of yeah, things. no, I mean, that's that's definitely the, the attraction or the allure of, of Star Trek in general is that there is that, that commentary or there is that, that, that hidden message in every episode. Uh, and there's not really one specific Voyager episode that I can, I can point to saying, oh, that's the one... Because I, I think every every episode of Star Trek has that has the hidden message of, of how to be a better human being. Mm. Uh, so uh, I probably don't have an answer for that. Actually, that's all right. Yeah. So with Ensign Kim, one of the things that we I always adored about him is that he was very true to who he was. 
where Tom Paris would take advantage of the fact, well, we're stuck out here and there's only a limited number of chicks, I'm going to make my way through it. Right. But the character of, of Harry Kim stayed very much who he was the entire time, and you saw a lot of growth in that. Yes. Uh, when you got from the beginning to the end with Harry, was there anything in particular you were pleased that you could do that you weren't able to do? Um, I mean, I, I, I'm happy I took it to where he, to where he was. Wait, from beginning to end, I, I like the progress, you know, for Kim. Um, I don't like that they didn't allow me to to use my uh, comedic abilities, you know. I think that was the biggest downfall of, of Voyager, was that they didn't play on the strengths, the comedic strengths of all the actors there. Because when you watch the original series, you like to watch the banter between Kirk, Spock, Bones, all those guys have those funny, that, little, that moment of a comedic levity. But in Voyager, they only allowed one person to be part of the comedic levity, and that was the Doctor, which I thought was wrong. So basically, that was the toughest thing, was watching all these uh, one actor be funny and then nobody else, you know, so that was my problem. So, well, from what Robert Picardo said, there were a lot of confinements on what you could and couldn't do with Definitely. the script. That he would come up with something and it would take a committee to approve That's it. That's correct. So I, I suspect... That's correct. Same thing with us. They, I, I came up with a lot of suggestions and they, they were vetoed and and the difference between myself and Bob Picardo, he was, re, he was vetoed also, but he would come back and he would be so persistent Every day he would he would gnaw at them, saying, "Hello, I think the doctor should sing Italian opera." Uh, okay, hello. no, Bob, you're not allowed. <laughs> hello, it's Tuesday. I think the doctor should sing Italian opera. Uh, no, Bob, not allowed. Hello, it's Wednesday. He would do this until they would say, "Shut up, Bob. You're going to sing Italian opera." Wonderful. So two to three weeks of persistent knocking on their door, then he was able to railroad something through. I gave up after one or two. I, I suggest this. You say no. Fine, I'm done, you know? So, nice. yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. always play the clarinet? Or was it something no, you learned No, that was something this? they made me learn for the show. So, wow. Yeah. All right. Which I was a little pissed because, you know, they, they really... They, you just can't throw a random instrument at somebody and expect them to know it off the bat, right? They gave me one hour. They, I asked them, I said, okay, so you're going to have me play clarinet. And how many... Is someone going to help... Oh, yeah, we've got a clarinet teacher. He's going to come and instruct you. How many hours have you scheduled with this guy? Two. Two hours to for learn a to learn a, re a read instrument, which is not easy, right? No. So, yeah, not happy about that. That's but, crazy. But I just, you know, I made them bring, I, I said, oh, no, no. He came in a lot more hours. I, I worked with him until, my whole thing was I want to be able to, I want to be able to finger all the notes correctly. I don't right. want anyone watching that plays a read instrument to go, that's not correct, you know? So that was my goal. So. Funny enough, my dear friend who's here with me. He's a clarinet player. Plays all the read instruments. Oh, good. Yep. And he has, he did watch, and he said, he did a really good job. I bet he plays. Ah, see, so, there you go. I, I fooled him. Yay. Well done. It worked. Well done, you. Thank you. I love Thank it. Thank you. So where else are we going to see you in? Where else are we going to uh, find? Star Trek Online is, is is the last thing that I've done that's official. Mm -hmm. um, I put down my voice, I recorded my voice lines for, my voiceover lines for Star Trek Online about a month ago. Okay. Uh, Tuesday is when they released the new Delta, Delta Rising expansion pack. Um, I'm Captain Kim in that, so... Um, you see me there. Also helping out Equinox and some of the other fan projects right it's now. It's nice to see Kim as a as a captain. It is. It's, it's just Not ridiculous just that he hasn't been promoted all this time. So personally, I didn't enjoy it that he was just he was he was a sidekick, and that wasn't fair. You no, I should have been. Captain I should have been. Screw that noise. God. That and the other thing is, Ensign Kim never got the. He never got, he never got the. Well, he did, but he never but got. He a, picked up space. He never. <laughs> 
<laughs> he never had, he never had a permanent gal, you know. Right, so, that wasn't fair. Yeah, because I thought he was going to be paired off with Bellana in the very very beginning, because when Kim and Bellana are taken by caretaker by yes. the caretaker, she calls him Starfleet. She you know, she, has, she has a nickname for him. Yeah, right. and they have this banter, and they go away from that. Then you then you see Kim and Seven possibly going down that route. Then they go away from that, right. and they give Kim to they give Seven to the Doctor, and I'm like, what the heck is going on there? Because really, the Doctor, what is he? He's Microsoft Windows. That's what he is. He's a program. <laughs> He's a program. I mean, I'm sorry. I love Bob Ricardo, but I'm just I gotta give him crap as the Doctor though. <laughs> I just snorted. you just snorted. That was great. You just snorted. I did just snort. It was fine. It's problems anyway. So it was, I do love the. I didn't like the fact that they didn't let him stretch. But it was nice that he was a touchstone. Yeah, yeah. So it was I did a touchstone. enjoy that. Most definitely. He was the everyman on Voyager, right? So you, you saw the the, the, the window into Voyager was through Kim's eyes, you know, in a way. Awesome, awesome. And then sitting here watching the fans, I, this is this is just really. It's I a, like to be here and to have those people do the. Well, it's funny because I'm not an official guest, so most of the people walking by. They look at the picture and they look up and they go, Oh my God, it's you! <laughs> That's what I've been getting. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Is there anything else you're nerding out about? Um, Game of Thrones, no, Outlander? I, uh, I, I watch all of that stuff. I watch, watch Game of Thrones, I watch Doctor Who, I watch when I have time, obviously. Right. So, um, I'm Walking Dead, huge fan of Walking Dead. So, uh, you know, I'm just an overall geek at heart. So, well yeah. done. Any gaming? Uh, RPG? Yeah, not a lot of time to do that, to be honest. I, I, I do, uh, back when I did play, um, let's see, Call of Duty probably, just, you know, just, just general yeah, first-person shooters, I suppose, so. Um, By the way, the newest Call of Duty is... Is it? Yeah, sure. It was worth buying a whole new TV for. <laughs> it was worth whole new TV! I go on this wonderful cruise called the Joko Cruise, it's the Jonathan Colton Cruise Crazy, where we've met and hung out, a group of us have met and hung out with Will Wheaton, and he does a, this great show on YouTube called uh, Tabletop. Yes. So, and I've noticed he's slowly starting to pull in people from the verse of Star Trek. Yes. Would that be something, they play a tabletop game, they talk shit, and Yeah, I'm Will familiar Wheaton. with it. Yeah. yeah, so. I'm actually offended that he's never asked me. <gasps> ah, hey Will. <laughs> You better get me on your game. I can email him if you want. Uh, I'll send a note to Anne and then she'll pass yeah. it along. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I actually I saw I just saw Will and Anne uh, in Portland. They were at a Portland convention with me, so yeah. <laughs> Other than that, is there anything fun and interesting that you something, to, something fun to tell the fans that they would yeah, they would say, Oh my god, I can't believe that or I don't know, any fun uh, stories from behind the scenes? Because no, Robert wouldn't shut up. Oh, oh really? That one out. Yeah. Robert, <laughs> Robert told us a bunch of fun stuff from behind the scenes and his way of badgering it and how he got Robert the role. Robert Picardo? Yes. So it's just, as I posted on Twitter, I'm nerding out a little bit. Just because, for me, growing up in different countries, yeah. Star Trek was... It was a neat way to, to kind of, it was a touchstone, wherever country I went to, I knew I could find Star Trek in something. So when you go and you travel and you meet fans from other countries, completely other places, or randomly someone comes up to you and is speaking a language that you're not sure, but they know you hear the words Ensign Kim and you get it. Yeah. What's that like? It's crazy. Just, I mean, the, the one time that really, that really blew me away was I was, I flew to a wedding. A cousin of mine was getting married in Taipei and I flew to Taipei airport. And I was walking towards customs, and this airport employee, she's just standing there. And I walk, I, as I'm walking towards her, she's, her eyes get huge. And she goes, 
Henson, Harry, Kim? Like that. I said, yes. And she starts screaming at this local Chinese girl, which is hilarious. So, yeah. So, it's, it's so cute. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, where can we, where can all our, fi- our fans find you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram is, in my uh, Twitter and Instagram address is the same. It's at Garrett R, W-A-N-G. R stands for Richard. If you don't have the R, it's some, uh, it's, it's some kid in Singapore. Um, Facebook? Facebook, uh, my Facebook page is full, but I do have a Facebook fan page. So if you go to Garrett Wong, W-A-N-G fan page, you'll, you'll see a picture of me and the the recently deceased Mr. Richard Keel, the actor uh, who played Jaws on the, all the, all the uh, uh, James Bond series. Uh, uh, my profile photo is, is a picture with him, basically. Yeah. Have you, has someone sent you an invite for Ello yet? The new? No. So Ello's a new, a new, it's the new Twitter. It's basically Reddit and Twitter together. Really? Hello. With okay. Hello, exactly. Yeah. So, but without ads, and it's just black and white and simple. So Sweet. It's the ease of Twitter, but then you can write as long as you want. Wow. So, and then, do you have a website too, no? No, no? I don't. Trust me, I, I, I should, but I don't. There's something out, well, maybe, are those all the fan ones? There's probably fan ones out there, yeah. Do you go through this? No. <laughs> Usually not. <laughs> all right, thank you so thank much. You. I know it's crazy busy yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate the done, time. Done. Thanks, hon. Thanks. Yep. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page facebook.com slash sci-fi diner we'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show if you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com <laughs>